0: This is Law for Community Workers on the Go. Today's episode is the audio from a live webinar we ran on Wednesday the 18th of March, called Employment Rights in the Time of COVID-19. So please allow for some differences in style, audio quality and alike. You'll be hearing from Natalie and Alex from Legal Aid New South Wales about work rights, obligations and entitlements such as leave, pay and working from home. They also spend time answering questions from those who were watching the webinar live and they also talk about where to get help. If you would like to access any of the information spoken about in the episode, all the links are in the show notes below we in the community legal education branch understand that this is a very difficult and constantly changing time but we will be doing our best to continue to provide education and training via our podcasts and webinars Um, please do get in touch with us if you have a comment or a suggestion or a topic you would like more information about and we will do our very best to provide that for you i will now pass you over to natalie Okay, sorry. so we'll have a bit of an overview
1: about employment rights, so the basics about fair work, uh, your awards, agreements and contracts. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to jump straight into this Q&A for both casual around casual workers and also um, permanent workers, whether you're full-time or part-time, yep. and there's lots of questions around that. We have over 100 people on the webinar today, which is fantastic, but it might mean that we don't have won't have a chance to address all your questions and also if they're very specific questions we might not be able to answer them today if it's more a question for legal advice we'll tell you where you can go for that one-on-one legal advice so today um, it's general legal information and we will definitely try and get to all your questions if it's something tricky that we can't answer on the spot today we're happy to um, we'll have your email addresses from registration and we're happy to get back to you okay So I'll hand over to Alex now. Can you please introduce yourself and I guess how people can contact you, what type of um, work you do here at Legal Aid? Sure.
2: So as uh, Nat said, I'm Alex. I'm in the employment uh, team at Legal Aid. Uh, We have uh, uh, four lawyers and uh, one uh, paralegal. We work out of central Sydney, but we have clinics all around uh, Sydney um, as far west as Penrith. Um, also we do clinics in Gosford and Newcastle. Um, we are obviously employment focused. Um, we have advice clinics where we can cover um, pretty much every issue except in employment related issue for employees, uh, other than sort of workers compensation style matters. Um, Legal aid itself though, the, the general civil services is also equipped to give that advice. So if we don't have a uh, employment clinic or employment solicitor at that particular office those lawyers are still able to give that advice. Um, generally what we see uh, is um, unfair dismissal, general protections claims, discrimination complaints and complaints and wages and entitlements claims there. That is the core of our work. Um,
1: and at the moment, Alex, you're not doing face to face.
2: No. So as right. of this week, we yeah. are now doing um, phone advice. So we still are giving advice. Um, you still make the bookings through the same process, which um, we'll give information on later, I'm sure, um, through either Law Access or through the the office, Legal Aid office themselves.
1: So your team is telling people to call the um, Central Sydney number that's yes. on your screen. Yes. Yes. Um, nine two one nine.
2: Yes. And...
1: And and always, as always, law access is a great first place.
2: Definitely. Definitely. And um, we can still give that advice by phone. Um, Obviously, another thing to factor into it uh, is that certain things have time limits, which we'll probably talk about later, particularly unfair dismissals. Uh, Any dismissal type of complaint has a 21-day time limit. So you'd have to factor that in, in terms of when you can get an appointment and what to do.
1: All right. So moving on to what other places where people can go for help. So the Fair Work Ombudsman will be talking a bit about today. They have some great resources already. Q and A's up on their website, and there's a link to that in your handout and also in the um, in the email that you'll get. Mm-hmm. Uh, unions a good to call if to find out if you are a Remember. member of a union and yep. which union. And community legal centres we work closely with them, so they can give you free legal advice. Over the, they're also doing phone advice yes. now. And um, there's a specialist service if you're a, a migrant worker or uh, or um, temporary on temporary beds and yep. working in Australia, and this is affecting you. You can call the Migrant Employment Legal Service. Um, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are already starting to ask questions, so sure. I think we're going to <laughs> just jump into yeah, it. Yeah. Sure. Yep. So first of all, just a bit of background, I suppose, on the the basics. Yep. Alex, if you want to explain what so, we're talking about today.
2: Sure. Um, so I mean, we want to look at generally what what your rights are as an employee in the best of times as well as in the current scenario. Um, So, obviously, if you're an employee, um, you can be employed in a specific um, capacity, whether that is either a permanent full-time employee, a permanent part-time employee, a casual employee, um, and then there's an arrangement called the contractor. And these different arrangements have different rights, and those rights come from uh, a a range of um, different um, instruments. Um, The Fair Work Act is the instrument that covers um, every uh, national system em- employer, um, and then there's the award-based system um, that uh, cover, which has um, separate um, sort of rules and regulations in relation to specific industries. Um, so, there's a restaurant industry award. There's, a, a, for example, a building industry award, for example. Then there's enterprise agreements, which takes that a, a level further, and specific organisations will have a, a registered agreement that applies to, to their Uh, employment and then there's also employment contracts that can be um, an employee employer can have um, relating to that specific employment what is important is that people have to understand that um, that your contract could never be worse than what if you were to be be covered by an award um, or an advice or or, or the Fair Work Act your contract could never be worse than what your uh, entitlements would be under the 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 other instruments
1: and if people are not sure what they're employed under how do they find out Um,
2: the best place always is to speak to your employer yeah. as the first step and if you can't do that obviously the Fair Work Ombudsman is, is a great source for that um, you can not everyone is covered by an award I should say that or an enterprise agreement um, you would generally know if you're covered by an enterprise agreement um, or even an award but if you're unsure you can ex- call the Fair Work Ombudsman up explain the work that you do uh, and they'll be able to ascertain from some getting some information from you and about your employer what award if you are covered by one. If you're not covered by an award, there are what's called. Um, there's the minimum wage that and and the, obviously the Fair Work Act that would govern your employment.
1: Okay, so you've mentioned some types of workers. Going yeah. to be permanent, part time, casual, or there's also fixed term and gig yeah. economy yeah. that might be affected. Yeah, in times. yeah. So
2: um, obviously, I'll just go through them quickly. A permanent employee, full time employee, is guaranteed uh, 38 hours per week. Um, you can obviously work more than that, but you're guaranteed that much work per acre. Part-time permanent part-time would have a guaranteed amount, depending on the the arrangement. Could be ten, could be fifteen, could be, it's just up to mm-hmm. the. Yeah. A casual has no guarantee of hours, so that's just as you know, based on the shifts. So you might get shifts one week, you might not get another mm-hmm. shift. It's sometimes it can be regular, sometimes it can it it, it can't be. Um, uh, as you might have seen, this has become a bit of an issue recently with casuals working regular hours for long periods and, and making claims that they're actually a permanent employee, and that's a separate issue that we could, yeah. Yeah. maybe another time, they could get into. Fixed-term employees can uh, it, it be permanent, obviously, or, permanent or part-time, but they're, they're employed from uh, for a fixed period. Mm-hmm. There's an end date. Um, and last one is gig economy. So that mm-hmm. gig economy is sort of your Uber, uh, Fedora to the, these kind of industries, um, where I mean there is also I, I, going on at the moment a bit of a dispute as to whether or not these people are employees.
1: Well, and also in these times, like musicians, like exactly. actual gigs, exactly, <laughs> exactly, who's, exactly, exactly. Yeah.
2: exactly, and then that and that that's the, probably the one. Um, the uh, contractor is the last. Um, that's not there, which is essentially what they're arguing people in the gig economy are. They're just their own business that they can, they're free to choose wherever they want to work, generally speaking. Okay. All
1: right, so we are going to talk first about casuals, I yeah. you know, that has been in the, the media a bit. So yeah. What are the rights of casual workers? If they get sick, they yeah. have to isolate, yeah. or if they're Employer just doesn't have the work yeah available so for them. so what can unfortunately
2: they do? it's not a great picture for casual workers mm-hmm. um, under the Fair Work Act they don't have rights to paid sick leave um, so if they are required to take time off work due to sick leave they can take unpaid sick leave um, but mm-hmm. they have no rights they have under the Fair Work Act I believe it's two days of unpaid sick leave um, but they don't have rights to paid leave mm-hmm. um, and, and obviously they argue- if they are sick they would have to go home.
1: So the argument is that casual workers get paid 25% more than permanent workers. Yeah, to that, go out of that. That
2: is the yes. Yeah, so the 25% loading that a casual mm-hmm. worker gets um, is is offset in in lieu of the fact that they don't get entitlements. Is the the principle mm-hmm. behind that? But the reality is different.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Have you had any questions from casual workers about not, in this current situation? Not
2: as yet and um, I think at this point it's it's still an evolving issue um, for everyone in all areas um, so at this point we haven't had any issues with people come in and ask us for advice about this but as a general rule under the Fair Work Act um, casual casual workers aren't entitled to paid sick leave whether or not your employer makes their own decision that's up to them to pay but obviously, they'll have their own financial impact at hitting them, whether they can do that. that, that's a thats a personal decision. And the same with the government, whether they decide to allow, um, which I, I think we talk a bit later, mm-hmm. uh, briefly about Centrelink and yeah. entitlements like that, whether or not the government steps in in these circumstances to help people. Um, that's a separate bit, but but under the Fair Work Act, the casual worker does not get paid sick leave. So
1: some organisations are choosing to.
2: Yeah, some are, and that's it's mm. interesting. We spoke briefly about the gig mm. economy that mm. they're actually in. So I've read in certain circumstances, um, when when people are sick with um, coronavirus, that they are um actually paying them for that period that they're off. Um, and and that is extreme for a, a, a employers or non-employers it's for companies that are distancing mm. themselves as. Being employed to actually give entitlement that an employer e would get. Yeah. I mean, but it's you know difficult times. Yep. Definitely.
1: Okay, so that brings us just very briefly. This webinar is not. We're not talking in detail about Centrelink, <coughs> but just flagging that there are some new things that the the government have announced. Firstly, you might know the terms new start and sickness allowance. These are actually not going to be called that after the 20th of March. So that will be called a job seeker payment. So just keep that in mind. It will be called a job seeker payment from the 20th of March. And the government has announced that casual workers who are affected by coronavirus may be able to access this if they're eligible for Centrelink. So we've got some links again on the handout and in the email about um, what Centrelink is offering. Legal Aid has a, a team also in the civil law branch or the government law team who deal just with Centrelink matters. So again, that same phone number we gave you at the start for law access, um, legal aid and community legal centres, they can answer questions around Centrelink issues. So that's basically all we wanted to say about Centrelink. And again, it's evolving. Like Alex said, there may be other announcements, but there might be some options for for casual workers who don't have access to to sick leave through Centrelink. And of course, there was that the $750 payment for for people already on benefits. That there's also a link on the handout about that. So Alex, we might move on to what kind of leave people can get. So sure. if someone is can't attend work yeah. either because the workplace is closed yeah. or they're unwell. Yeah. What are their options? So
2: there's, I mean, there's a range of leave available under the Fair Work Act, and it might be best for me to give an example of a situation and the leave that that person would use in the current climate. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone... It's, we'll start with the more straightforward scenarios to start off with. If someone is sick, for example, with coronavirus or sick with any virus, um, and they're a permanent employee, part-time or full-time, they are able to um, use their personal or carers, sick or carers leave, as personal leave as it's known. Um, we all accrue under the Fair Work Act 10 days per year. So um, depending on where you are in your employment um, period, um, would it affect how much you've accrued. So if you have to take time off work, you're not fit for work, you can take paid sick leave. Um, Carers leave is an interesting one that also obviously if it's a family member sick and you need to take time off to care for them, you can use the same leave and it's paid. Um, the issue that's coming to light is whether or not schools will close. Um, if a school does, if the schools do close, um, it's it would be seen um, in those circumstances to be seen as an, an emergency scenario, which will essentially allow you to take carer's leave in, in that context as well. Um, whereas in other contexts, when school's closed, it may not, but mm-hmm. in, an, in cases of emergency, you're able to take carer's leave as well. So um, our understanding and position of the law at the moment is that if you have if the school's closed and you have to take, be at home to look after your children um, um, as a result of, of the coronavirus, um, you'll be entitled to take that. Great, okay. carers leave. I've
1: got a question, Alex. Yeah. Can you request additional leave so, that staff don't have to use the sick leave that the organisation, if organisation goes into lockdown?
2: Um, additional, so. Okay,
1: if you don't want to use up your sick leave, the organisation closes, you have to, you can't. So, I work. mean, the well,
2: it's, it's, if the organisation closes, then other circumstances can occur, which I think we're going to talk about later. There's the standing down provisions that apply in the Fair Work Act. Um, and they've, they've, we've seen it sort of more recently with the bushfires, where so businesses close down because they can't operate um, in certain circumstances. Um, I mean, should I go through the stand down now in relation to that question? Or, I mean, are we going to deal with First. it? Yeah. Okay, now. Um, um, so the Fair Work Act allows um, employees to stand down in, uh, employees in certain circumstances when um, they can't be usefully employed. Um, So that could be, um, and they cannot be reasonably held responsible for that stoppage of work. So that's why I say it's happened in the bushfires, Mm. because it's normally, in our experience, in our lifetime, has occurred because of natural disasters such as bushfires and and floods. in these circumstances, if there's a close a stand down under that section, um, employees don't have to make payments for, um, like mm. you don't have to be paid. You can take annual leave, you can take your leave that you have accrued, which we'll talk about again later, mm. but th- that would apply in those particular circumstances. Um, if people are covered by an enterprise agreement or award or a contract, they may have specific provisions that relate stand down as well, that would apply. Um, but if they don't, then, it, then that provision in the, in the Fair Work Act applies. So, um, it's, it's very hard, it's a case by case basis uh, and I mean, whether you can, you, the leave that you have accrued, um, you can use um but whether or not they can get additional leave i i'm not okay. not certain
1: and i guess we're not sure what lockdown means if that's the organisation is shut or everyone yeah. has to work from home yes. so we will be talking more about what exactly from that's home where, there's a minute few
2: minute. permutations and yeah. impact on where it okay. falls yeah
1: Okay, and there's another question about what documents workers will need to provide, I guess, for sick
2: labor sure, sure. leave or carers. Sure. It would be the you? same as, so just a medical certificate, any evidence to show that you aren't fit for work would, um, and I mean, employer is entitled to request that. If you're saying I'm at home from work because I'm sick, then you'd have, have to have some sort of evidence, medical evidence, to show that you are sick.
1: And um, even that might be changed times if you can't get an appointment. Exactly, based, based yeah, and I understand
2: you. Can, you know, if you have a concern yeah. that you have the virus, that you can't yeah. go, necessarily go to a GP, you call ahead. But I, I guess that with all these things, I yeah. think the first thing you should speak to your employer is probably yeah. the first step. And I know sometimes some employers are more flexible and, and better to work with than others, but it's often a good, good path to say to your employer, "I have this issue. Let's what, what's my option at this point." Um, it's good to know your option going into that conversation but um, your employer might say look I know it's a bit hard for you to get it now this is what I need I'll be I'll be satisfied with that some employers might not want you to provide it, it, it it'll just be um, and again case by case basis some employers might want it and they're entitled to, to it if you're claiming sick leave
1: okay. all right thanks Alex we might move on to um, working from home sure. questions
2: sure so is that right? Yeah. yeah. So, oh, oh, sorry. If you run out of sick yeah. leave. Oh,
1: sorry. Okay, I missed the
2: slide. Yep. So, like <laughs> I said, you, have, you obviously have your different accrual of sick leave. Um, if you are required to take sick leave um, uh, and you can't work and you don't have any sick leave, if you have annual leave, you can use your annual leave because, um, obviously, you still want income coming in. Um, but if you're, you don't want to use your annual leave and you're sick for work but you have no sick leave, you can take unpaid sick leave and mm. okay. And we sort yeah. of answered that question about what yeah. uh, if kids home from school um,
1: and just practical things like mm-hmm. I mean I guess you said talk to your employer but mm-hmm. if there's an emergency situation yes. you just need to leave Yeah. Can the I mean be? I
2: I think I, again it would be on a case-by-case basis mm. but at best if you had to run out of the office I mean you go do what you need to do and you got a chance you'd tell your employer what's happened you've had yeah. to run get your kid or yeah. a grandparent sit or yeah. whatever the circumstances are um, but I, again at that point there would be no necessary I guess you couldn't just decide I'm I'm a bit concerned about being at work I'm just going to get up and leave and go yeah. home and not yeah. tell anyone and just disappear yeah. um, that would not be um, Advised. Um, If you are concerned about your your health, you can make the decision necessarily potentially to go home yourself. Um, But whether you wouldn't be covered in that Mm -hmm. sense for leave, and I mean you. Again, that's why I think you should speak to your employer about those yeah. circumstances.
1: And what's the situation if you've been off work, either in isolation mm-hmm. or you've been sick and you're ready to go back to work?
2: Yeah, so it provided you're fit and ready to come back to work and, you, and your employer would most likely request that medical evidence mm-hmm. that you're fit to return to work, then you'd provide that and you return to work. If your employer doesn't let you return to work, um, because they think that you're not fit but you have evidence to show then that flows on to other claims such as discrimination and mm-hmm. things like that but I'd suggest at that point you get advice at that time but as a as a um, uh, uh, at that point um, uh, when you're fit to return you have that medical evidence you provide to your employer you speak to them and then you, you should be able to return to work um, and then I'm uh, uh, okay. not from yeah move. so
1: working from, from home. home which
2: is then an, an, uh, an obviously another option so mm-hmm. some of us um, a lot of us in this day and age are able to work from home um, if you're able to work from home um, and you're either directed to by your employer or um, have to work because of the self-quarantine uh, from coming back from overseas or one of those situations but if you're able to do your job from home you should still be paid you don't That's need to use your in time you're still doing your job it's just a Different location. It's just an adjustment. And so you'd have to have these obviously, different employers would have different policies and systems in place for working at home. Some don't because of the circumstance, but you'd have that discussion with your employer and, and set it, put it in place so that it's all clear um, how it will be done. But if you're doing your work and you're at home, you should still be paid.
1: And what about for people who, whose work can <laughs> be And that's the <laughs>
2: difficult question. And as it stands, the Fair Work Act doesn't contemplate this situation at the moment. So, if, for example, um, you came back from overseas and you've been forced to um, self-isolate for two weeks, Um, if you're fit for for work but you can't go to work Mm. um, and you can't do work from home, um, unfortunately, there's no leave that you can take. I mean, you can take your annual leave. So your annual leave is, Mm. if you've got that, you can take that whenever you want. Um, But you can't take paid sick leave because it's not counted as being a personal illness if you're quarantined, Mm. If, if you're at home because of the government rule yeah um yeah so Tricky. um so unfortunately that scenario is a bit difficult so it, i mean hopefully it's only a limited amount of people that fits to work and can't work from home um but that's sort of a gap mm-hmm. they can take annual leave obviously all these circum- This is these are just the rights under the fair work act obviously everyone can talk to their employer and come up to um, a sort of position um, that that they're able to.
1: So Alex so, what are people's rights if they request to work from home? Okay
2: so people it depends on their reasons for request if they have uh, a concern that um, that their health is at risk I mean there's other work health and safety obligations that have to be met which mm-hmm. we'll talk about but people can uh, request to work from home um, if, if the employer I mean, it depends what the reasons for refusal would be by the employer. So, unfortunately, in this circumstance, it's hard because we—I don't. Assuming the employer says no, they could have a range of reasons as to why they say no, and some might be okay and some might not be okay. So that might
1: be an example where people could call or access. or Yeah,
2: definitely, definitely. I'm sorry that I can't give a more specific answer in that circumstance, but um, the the reasons for refusal can impact on what option you have. uh, I guess is the – so I, I'd say in that case, I'd, you'd make the request and see what the outcome is. Mm. Um, if you're not satisfied, um, then then I would call or access or try and get some more legal advice so we can speak about specific circumstances and the reason they've refused um, your request to work from home, okay. because it, it may be unlawful.
1: All right. Um, we're getting more questions in, but some are quite specific, yeah. so we might come back to those, yeah. and I guess – some of them are around, yeah. But hospitality work can't be done from home, so yeah. there's a whole range yeah. of that. So I with. And,
2: um, and unfortunately, there's a, a range of industries that are going to be hit by this, yeah. Um, and aren't covered in terms of, you know, working from home. Um, and we're still yet to see what will happen and what that. Hopefully, the government or who knows, will come up with some sort of.
1: So again, it comes back to whether they are permanent or casual, yeah. whether
2: it's your, awards based, yeah, yeah going yeah. back to those basic. Yeah,
1: right. yeah, look, at yeah,
2: look the Fair Work Act, mm. your award, and then also your actual individual employer mm. in terms of if that, what position they're in, um, mm. to allow you to do what work arrangements you love, um, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, um, I'll just ask answer, ask you one more question yeah. here before we move on. Yeah. So does the Fair Work act or does the government have the power to make an order that people require to self-isolate i'm not can use their sick leave or must use their sick leave like this but uh, you, you
2: don't to, have to use sick. Your, no. if you're sick as well also i should say if you yeah. have sick leave and you're sick you don't have to use your sick leave. you can take unpaid okay. sick leave, leave as well okay. so there's you're not forced to take sick leave okay, but if yep. you that's the reason behind sick leave is to use it when you're sick mm. but Just because you're sick doesn't mean you have to take sick leave. So you could take unpaid sick leave. That's an individual's personal decision. Okay,
1: hopefully that that answers that. So we'll move on. So, what about a situation where there's no work for someone or they're otherwise um, dismissed from work? Is that just the usual um, unfair dismissal? Yeah, so if if
2: you're terminated from your employer, um, it would depend again on the circumstances. if it's um, a redundancy, then it would be, there would be issues about whether it was a genuine redundancy. In terms of the business was, I mean, we're going to see, a, the issue is there's going to be a lot of uh, different circumstances that come to light. Businesses are going to be hit in all different ways. So in general, if someone's dismissed and it's either unfair, unjust or, uh, sorry, harsh, unjust or unreasonable, Um, or they um, are made redundant and it's not a genuine redundancy. In these circumstances, they may be able to file an unfair dismissal claim. Obviously, we would say if someone's been dismissed, they should get advice. Um, Come and see us, speak to Law Access, and we can explain based on the circumstances whether or not you have an unfair dismissal claim. Um, The key thing is it's 21 days to apply for unfair dismissal from when you're terminated um, and the day one starts the day after you were terminated so if I was terminated today day one would be tomorrow and it will be 21 days to apply to the Fair Work Commission that's obviously for every not for public sector employees that's for uh, everyone else basically um, uh, if you're a public sector employee in some local councils then you, you um, uh, would apply to the industrial relations commission it's also 21 days But I guess the the take-home from that is the time limit is 21 days and you need to get advice about your circumstances. Um, Sorry.
1: I'm just going to come back to leave because people are asking a lot of questions around the types of leave. Yeah. So what, so the question, so let's just clarify again, I guess, this situation which is affecting a lot of people. They've just returned from overseas. They have to self-isolate for 14 days. They're not sick. No. So they can't take sick leave. No okay so their options are annual leave if they have it yes or unpaid leave or long service leave okay
2: um if they have it if they don't have any if they have long service leave they could request to take that um i guess in that circumstance if you are classified if you met the different definition for carers leave such Mm. as if your child had to come home Mm. from school you overseas when your child was at school and you've come home and now you have to be then i You'd have to be there anyway. Say you weren't in isolation, then you'd still have to be there anyway. So you could, get, you would fit into personal leave in, in that sense. Um, but you don't get, you're not sick. Okay.
1: And can your employer um tell you to take annual leave?
2: Uh, I can't tell you. They can't. Oh, then that's the in the Fair Work Act allows um, employees to um, request to, uh, employees that have excessive annual leave, okay. t- take mm-hmm. annual leave. There's no definition as to what excessive is. Um, we accrue annual leave at four weeks or under the Fur Work Act, you accrue annual leave at four week a year. Um, as a permanent employee, you get four weeks, but obviously, it's depend- if you're a part-time, it's whatever the four weeks based on what you work. Yeah. Um, they maybe eight weeks would be seen if you had eight weeks annual oh, okay. leave and, and that's so in that circumstance yes but if you had two weeks annual leave your employer couldn't force you to go take okay. annual leave
1: okay or what if you're asked to take or told to take another form of annual leave, of leave it's like the same
2: period. circumstance that I mean uh, but it, 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 under the Fair Work Act they can request if you have excessive annual leave to take it mm-hmm. okay Um. Yeah, but that, that's an interesting point, though. If you are on that two-week uh, bit where you're at home, isolation, um, if you have, then your child has to come home, then you would be able to not take sick leave but take it as carers leave.
1: So if people are self-isolating mm. and they haven't shown symptoms yet, but they, they could be sick, sick and mm. we've got a question around, um, can the Fair Work Commission make a general order that, that you can use your sick leave for that?
2: i'm not yeah, sure that not i'm sure. going to yeah it might be to, one of those yeah think, yeah i'd have okay. to take that maybe we might yeah. take that question down in terms of
1: okay all right thanks for that yes. um we might come back to the question of leave at the end because i yep. think it is something every, yeah, every, yeah all of us have just, questions and, yeah and, and i've got
2: sort of key points in relation to leave in this period that i could probably summarize with anyway at the okay. end okay
1: all right so we've covered um if you are if you've lost your job, you yeah. still have usual kind of um, rights. Around yes, unfair unfair. get legal advice would be the yep. main.
2: Yeah, within 21 days.
1: So now I know you don't do some work health and safety no. advice, but no. what can people do if they're worried about well, the safety at work they might yeah. get infected? Yeah,
2: well, like, are we given enough advice when we see people if they've advised us that they've suffered an injury whilst at work, um, they'll. They are maybe entitled to workers' comp, and so the same extension would apply if you're working from home. Um, that kind of, if you need to ask specific questions about um, how your desk is set up and situations to work at home, um, I think these are going to be evolving areas again. Um, but places like Safe Work um, would be. Um, the best people so to call. Yeah we've
1: got the link there but if people are worried about their safety at work we've had questions around teachers or I suppose community support mm, workers mm, who are mm. going looking after older people in the community yeah. like they're worried about their current risk
2: yeah with the virus. I, I mean I guess like everyone we just have to follow the directions of the government in relation to the impact on health uh, and there's people that are uh, trained in that area give advice on that.
1: Okay all right, so um, just one last thing, and then we will come to to the questions. Sure. So you mentioned before around this standing down yes. laws which yeah. we used during yes. the recent um,
2: yes. disaster. Yes. So
1: how does that work?
2: Well, so like I mentioned before that an employer can stand down in employees in certain circumstances when they can't be really employed is the term. So it's a section of the Act but it also can be covered in an enterprise agreement or an award so, or a contract. So you need to check those arrangements as well to see whether it's in that. Um, so this is when an employee cannot be held re- responsible um, or reasonably held responsible for the stoppage of the work. So that can be due to natural disasters, bushfires but it also can be um, Circumstances like um, uh, if uh, stop work, um, in, in industrial active, these kind of situations. Um, um, so I would say to check any um, enterprise agreement or award or a contract that, that you have that covers your work. Um, at this point, it's not clear whether employers are going to stand... Uh, it's going to be... We're going to have to wait and see what happens mm-hmm. to businesses afterwards to see whether or not they're going to rely on these provisions when they're standing down employees. But it, the essential point is that under this provision, if the business is... St- employees are stood down, including permanent employees, they are not entitled to be paid during that period. They could take annual leave. They yeah, can take yeah. long, long, okay. long service okay. leave. Yeah. But even if they're fit to work, if the stand-down provisions apply, then... Um, then they, they, they can't get any work. They can't get any mm. pay unless they use their leave. Okay. Um, which is, uh, I understand a stressful situation, and it doesn't happen that often, mm. but that those situations in yeah, there, and that's what we've seen with some bushfires and floods. Obviously, mm. if, if a workplace is burnt down, mm. um, and there's no work that an employer could use, employee could usefully do, then the employer can't keep paying for that period until they get back up to business. In those circumstances, again, employers can have their own arrangements and agree to pay maybe half pay or whatever to get people through that period without them having to use their entitlements, but they don't have to. Okay. Whether or not the coronavirus will fit this, we'll have to wait and see.
1: Okay, all right. Well, that was our um, wrap up of uh, the situation and our questions. So we're gonna come to people's questions now. Sure. Before we do that, I just wanted to say that we realise in this situation, it's such a, a a unique and difficult time that there's going to be a lot of different flow on legal effects mm. for people. So this webinar is for community workers and health workers who support people in the community. And we, we know that there's going to be a lot of different legal issues that arise yeah. from yeah. the situation. Yeah. So we are going to try and keep doing our webinar and podcast program during this time, you're going to get a survey at the end of this webinar and there's a, a box where you can put in what other legal issues around this topic or generally would you like us to try and um, talk to some legal aid lawyers about. So I guess a lot of financial um, banking kind of financial credit and debt yeah. issues are going to come yeah, up, especially if people can't work. Up. Yeah, yep. mortgages, what's going to happen with all that? that so that type of thing we have um, civil lawyers who might be able to answer some of the questions around that Mm -hmm. Um, even things like domestic violence in these times we know from natural disasters that there might be increased risks of that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and that might be something we can uh, talk to people about and also when in courts at the moment they're closing um, things are being done not face to face so there's a whole lot of legal issues um and at Centrelink we touched on but that might be something people want to hear more about from our mm-hmm. central so from our um social security lawyers so there's a lot of different things that could be happening that you you might have seen some of these things um with the people you support already so please let us know how legal aid ed- um, community legal education branch can help with that okay Alex I'm going to try thank you everyone and I'm going to try and um ask these questions so please bear with us Um, so I I think there's going to be quite a few more questions around the leave so just that issue about being forced to take two weeks annual leave just not seeming fair when someone might have a lot of sick leave
2: yeah unfortunately how does that well So I'll just reiterate that again. So generally speaking, full-time and part-time permanent workers who can't come to work because they are sick, either, you know, we might get sick with other things in this time like Mm. other viruses, but we'll just talk about coronavirus. Um, They can take paid sick leave or if they need to look after sick family member, they can take paid sick leave. Or if they have someone in their house that they have to take care of, they can take paid sick leave. If they need to look after in an emergency, they can use carers' leave, and that was that school scenario. Mm -hmm. So that's when sick leave applies. It's for a personal illness. The issue is how it's seen at the moment, and I don't know if anyone's going to potentially argue in the future otherwise, that someone that, for example, um, is unable to go back to work because they've just returned from an overseas trip and they have to enter quarantine, If they're they're not sick, they can't use sick leave in that period. They can use their annual leave if they want, but they can't use sick leave. If they're they're able to work from home in that two-week period, then that's a different scenario. If they're working, then as long as they abide by the um, quarantine or the isolation requirements to be at home, if they're able to still do their job, um, then there should be no issue. They don't need to use leave at all
1: and there might be just some um creative ways people need to work like yeah. you doing legal advice
2: where i'm doing my, yeah i'm doing it over the I'm phone talking. um yeah. we're set up to with our yeah. Java headsets and getting the documents and I mean it's not as idea it's mm-hmm. not ideal face to face is much better mm-hmm. but um we just need to do what we do need to do get through it this difficult yeah time. I
1: mean health professionals might be a bit harder but I know they're doing something yeah so fine. and
2: I appreciate and I think I can see some questions there's yeah. concerns about health and safety I mean unfortunately my focus is in terms of your rights under the, mm-hmm. the Fair Work Act but uh, there are obligations under work health and safety laws and things like that that you can get advice about I can't give direct advice about that kind of sure. issue unfortunately so
1: we've got the link for safe work in yeah. New South Wales yeah. so if you if you're listening in New South Wales and there'd be other um, safe work organizations across Australia to, to ask around about those questions
2: yeah so I just saw a question then yeah. so a good a, a good question when I when I come and see someone and ask them if they're permanent or casual is I ask them if they get entitlements mm-hmm. and so if you're getting and if you're getting paid annually if you're getting paid sick leave that would mean that you're a permanent employee whether that's part-time or full-time would depend on how many hours you work and your arrangement Um, but um, they've said you're on a contract or permanent so you can be on a fixed term contract so you could be on a two-year contract or a one-year contract but you could still be a permanent employee because in that you still get sick leave and annual leave that would be the difference whereas a casual it, it is no, there's no entitlements, you just get told this week you're working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or next week. It changes on different, some casuals have rosters way in advance and that, yeah. the, the issue is there, are they permanent, but that's yeah. a separate point. But as a general thing just for this purpose, if you're on a contract and it's a fixed term um, or if it's not and you're getting paid um, uh, into annual leave and sick leave, then that would mean you're a permanent employee.
1: So one question um around health and safety in the workplace, yeah, yeah. around if people at work in a health setting and they're feeling vulnerable can, and they feel unsafe, can they ask for time off? What are their rights there?
2: Well, I, I, again, that's some, a discussion that you should have to, with your employer and, I mean, it would all depend on the circumstances, mm-hmm. the work that you do, why you feel unsafe mm-hmm. or what your concerns are. If you can work from home, all these kind of arrangements would need to be, to but obviously, if you have annual leave and you want to take your annual leave, you, you can take your annual leave or you can take unpaid uh, uh, unpaid leave. Yeah. Again, you could request unpaid leave. Your employer doesn't necessarily have to give it to you. They may, may, may need you on at this time because it may be given the industry that you're in. Um, but obviously if there are health risks and things your employer has to take that into account and that's work health and safety sort of issues as well yeah. um, but if you're concerned for your safety and you just want to, to take time off um, you can't just your employer won't keep paying you if you're not working
1: okay um, I guess this is a similar question but, yeah. and a lot of community workers might do home visits yep. to support people mm. if they are they able to refuse to do that in at these times? You're going to say it depends. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, again, it's the same yeah. circumstance. Like.
1: Uh, I mean, it, I guess employers have well, obligations pre- to provide the equipment.
2: It, I mean, and depends. Can uh, I'm not aware of all the different industries in yeah. the way to be able to do your job. Mm-hmm. For instance, where you're not doing face to face but I can still give my advice over the phone. Mm-hmm. So I can still do my work over the phone. Is mm-hmm. there a way that you can still do your job? Um, and if you're not able to, then then it float, what flows on from that is these stand down provisions mm. or or where you know
1: yeah and then usual laws apply uh, this question is saying if the employer's running low on you know the masks and things like we've been yeah, hearing yeah. what are the obligations there
2: well I, I mean I, again that's a, a another world health and safety yeah. issue yeah. I, I don't know if there's any obligation an employer to have to provide i'm not sure in certain yeah. industries um again unfortunately i'm sorry i can't answer all these questions i can only so sort of my focus will be is on under the Fair Work Act what sure. your entitlements would be. It
1: might be a question to ask if people are members of their union. Yeah, I definitely sorry, we there. should have
2: said that earlier. You know, is a great place to go. Um, uh, and also the Fair Work Ombudsman can help if you have a, more specific questions. And yep. a lot of your community workers, so you'd be under what's called the Shads Award, um, the social community, I always get the full name, but it, it's not locally yeah. as the Shads Award. Um, and that could be some guidance as well.
1: Okay. Somebody's asking about special leave, but that might be specific to some
2: Yeah, yeah. So way. special leave um, can apply, I mean, for public sector employees, I know okay. that we're able to access special leave. Um, so that applies to, to public sector, and it's not necessarily in the Fair Work Act, or well, it's not so in the not, Fair Work Act.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry, I'm just looking through the questions, testing my eyesight. Um, can empl- ooh, can employers force employees to take a test? I guess a, a COVID oh, test. They if, if
2: they, if they, ha- I mean, if they have reasonably believe that you may be sick, then they can request that you go get medical evidence that says that you're fit to work. Essentially, it would be the general principle, which in practicality would be to get a test. Okay, thank
1: you um
2: if in general so talk away from the, from the corona sort of yeah. situation if your employer believes you're not fit for work they can require you to provide evidence that you are fit yeah. for work it's reasonable okay. I mean if it's not reasonable and they do that then that opens up other you know discrimination and other options elements mm. of that. If it's reasonable that they think that you're not fit where there's no evidence to show that you're not or I mean again I can only give a top Level answer We'd have to look into the actual details of your uh, what they're asking, why they're asking, and all the circumstances.
1: So that might be another situation that people can get um, advice.
2: Yes, yeah, I mean, and it's how it's reasonable. I mean, now you, you cough and you're mm-hmm. you worried that mm-hmm. so it, it, it's a evolving situation. So sorry to keep okay. repeating ourselves.
1: More questions?
2: Hmm. that's an interesting question. I, 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 sorry, I'm just reading that question. Sorry, a friend has applied to leave to go to India for two weeks, I'm assuming annual leave. Now with the shutdown, he can't get into the country. Um, the employer holds mm. him to that time period, so I assume they're saying that he has you to take annual to leave mm. for that period when, I mean... I guess it would be whether or not um, their employer is still open and still operate, those circumstances. But assuming that if he wasn't on leave, he would be back at work, that's an interesting question. I might actually take that one down and we might get back to that question, if that's possible. Yeah. That's a good...
1: I'm in that situation too, (laughs) not to go to India. (laughs) All right. Um... Because
2: we've seen seen recently a scenario that we're looking into: someone took long service, they wanted to come back earlier. see the circumstances that so i'll take that down and and we'll get back to that question thanks so yeah i i guess a good starting point for all these things is to speak to your employer and and explain whatever your situation is what if it's your concerns or you want to take leave or you don't want to take leave or you want to work from home speak to your employer see what their position is and then and then work from there um, and, and know that if you are sick or you need to look after a sick person, you are protected mm-hmm. with sick leave and carer's leave um, if you're permanent. Um, know that you can always take annual leave if you want. Um, they're the important so, things. But unfortunately, the scenario that hasn't been contemplated by the Fair Work Act is, 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 is if you're forced to uh, be at home for two weeks and you can't work, um, and you're not sick um, you can't to, unless you have annual leave you can't you won't be paid
1: here's another question yeah. Alex um, what happens if somebody wants to self-isolate because they're worried they want to self-isolate but they're forced to go into work is that something they can um, talk to you about or go to the um, I mean
2: so they they want to self isolate but I, I guess at this point if there's no there's no if their employer is still operating and they're still able to work then and there's their employers directing them to go to work, they should go to they need to go to work at this point.
1: So it would be unpaid leave or they could take annual yeah, yeah. leave. Yeah, they could request oh, to take
2: annual leave, they could request to take unpaid leave, but I mean if that's their decision, then I mean that create, Again, it's a work, if, if they have a genuine work health, health and safety issue, that might be a different avenue to take. But in terms of entitlements that you'd be able to take, you could request to take annual leave. You could request to take unpaid leave. Um, obviously, you can't work from home, I assume, as a mechanic. Um, so uh, it's not an option to, to self-isolate while still doing your work, um, which in that circumstances, you would just be paid as normal
1: if you have no okay another question if you have no leave and you can't afford to take unpaid leave then and your role doesn't allow you to work from home your employer requests that you self-isolate um what are the options because yeah
2: so i i guess it, it, it would depend on why the, the reason why you're being requested to self-isolate by your employer. If it's for one of the reasons that the government um, um, has provided, like you've been in contact or one of those reasons, yeah. then then they wouldn't need to pay you for that. Um, but if it's this, the employer's just made it, uh, but you, you don't fit the bill for one of those people that needs to go home to self-isolate and they're just making the direction themselves, they, then um, then there's an argument that they have to pay you for that.
1: Oh, this is, I think this is someone who works in the community sector, so they work with vulnerable people. Yeah, I, 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 so, I mean, yeah. I,
2: I, I guess what I'm saying is, if 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 the direction I was what I was saying earlier, if the direction comes from the employer, um, it's generally they'll they'll still have to pay you if okay. it, as long as it's not like they can direct you to. Uh, If you have excess annual leave, you'll have to take your annual leave. Mm -hmm. But if your employer is telling you to go home and it's not for one of those other reasons that I spoke about, that you have to be self-quarantined for two weeks or those kind of reasons, then there's an argument that you should still be paid. Yeah,
1: even if you don't have leave, so you're just paid as normal, for taking leave. Yes, yes. Great, thanks.
2: But, I mean, that's a very limited circumstance, and whether they will or not, that may come to light.
1: Okay. All right. Have we got more questions? If, you can see. I think we've if, if the
2: lockdown period. Oh. So I, I, if you exhaust your annual leave, then um, then um, unfortunately, or if you exhaust all your leave, um, then unfortunately at that point there's, you don't have any more leave. Um, if you're not working, um, then then there's not much you can do, unfortunately. And uh, and this is and hopefully we're going to see from the government. Something things that come, come out, I mean, this is just a completely unprecedented scenario. Um, we don't know what's going to happen in terms of the health system, but we don't know what's going to happen in terms of employment. And and so as it stands now, to get people through the next month, mm. two months, there's leave. When that runs out, and it's going to happen to a lot of people, what we will have to wait and see what happens because there's no entitlement beyond what your entitlements have accrued. Once that goes, that's it. Mm-hmm. unless you're still working if you're still working then your employer still needs to pay you obviously
1: yeah so if somebody's work shuts down they choose the work chooses to shut down no well it really
2: depends if the work shuts down if there's stand down provisions mm-hmm. that the work closes they then they don't have to pay you if they are stand down provisions under that section of the fair work Act that i spoke about or the enterprise agreement so like i use the example of where they've where businesses have been um uh closed because of bushfires and things like that um, they don't they don't have to pay you could use your leave and then if you've exhausted your leave then you'll just have to wait, wait till the business pops up again
1: so is there a requirement alex for an employer to hold your job if you are on unpaid yeah
2: leave? Uh, yes they you couldn't just lose your you have, have a have permanent long. job yeah. if you're i guess it would be how it would be again up to the employ, employer as to how much unpaid leave they gave you.
1: What's the... there's no
2: rule on that you could oh. take it, it's okay. up to employ I mean an employer's is unlikely to give you a huge who knows some employers in this time might give people more unpaid leave because they're not going to be operating on they need you to stay for when they come back
1: but in know july or september when things go back
2: if you've taken unpaid, leave, if, you've, if your job. employer said we will take you on unpaid leave till july when mm. we'll then your job has to still be there when mm. you return it's like any other form of leave. if you're still an employee you still yeah. it's just an entitlement for leave that doesn't have a payment okay okay all
1: right i think that is a wrap. Yeah. So <laughs> Thank you Alex. I, I mean Any I understand. Yeah, I,
2: I understand. I mean we're all concerned yeah. and we all, um I'm not sure what's happening. I mean everything every day it it yeah. changes. So um this might change but yeah. I guess what would not change, and I can be certain of saying to you now, is that if you're sick, you can use your sick leave. If you need to look after someone, you can use your carer's leave. If you need to look after your child because they're home from school, you can use your carer's leave. You can use your annual leave whenever you like. You can use your long service leave whenever you like. Unfortunately, if you come back, if you work from home, you should still be paid. They're, they're the key messages. Um, if you can't work from home and you have to be at home according to the government, um, unfortunately, in those circumstances, unless you use your annual leave, you won't get paid. Um, uh, there's a question that just came through, then if you're on unpaid leave, could you find another job? Uh, I mean, uh, yes, if you needed to, uh, obviously take into there's a lot of other circumstances that would take into account, you'd be contracted to your current job, so you'd have obligations in terms of confidentiality, restraint of trade, all these kind of other restrictions that would apply on your employment that could be affected by working at another job. But, in certain circumstances you could have depending on but that's I guess you'd have to get advice on that specific scenario but it doesn't yeah. mean you can't get another job but there are uh, risks of doing that
1: yeah so things like recruitment might still be happening but by phone or online or things all like that yeah, yeah yeah exactly. so we're, out, we're all changing the way we do things yeah exactly
2: because in in normal times I mean sometimes people take leave it doesn't mean that you can go work elsewhere because you've got you're restricted in terms of your current employment based on What's in the contract about restraining you from working at competitor or these kind of things, so they're without making a sweeping statement that you can just go work elsewhere it's a possibility.
1: yeah, there's a question are all community workers no, no, covered I think by the union. question I think it's oh. a
2: statement so oh. so saying all community workers are covered by a union um, if
1: they're a member of that union yeah, call
2: that uh, they've given a number here, I'm not oh, sure okay. what union that is.
1: Um, We've put a link just to Unions New South Wales. Um, You can find what union is relevant for you there if you're a a community worker or a health worker. And that's right, I think unions are a good place to call. So hopefully, that that handout or it'll also be in the email are some good links to get further information. Yep.
2: So, I mean, okay.
1: So, thank you, everyone. On the note of all of us doing things a bit differently at the moment so we our community legal education team we're also going to be working from home but we're going to try and keep doing webinars and podcasts to to keep people informed about the legal issues around this time and and in general so there's links in the the email and in the handout so please subscribe to our alert law for community workers alert and you'll find out what what's happening there so we will try our best to keep going um, as best we can to, to give you information and otherwise thank you all very very much for joining us and thank you so much especially to Alex you know, and to Jenny for organising this
2: pleasure and everyone keep safe yeah. well and um, yeah if, again if there's any specific issues make an appointment speak to someone speak to your union speak to legal aid um, we can we can give you that specific advice based on your specific scenario which i think is yeah. more helpful to people um, and where we, give, we have many advice clinics every week, and now we're doing it over the phone. So um, please call us, and we can give you that specific advice that you want. Um, in, in, yeah. Thanks, Alex. Thank, Thank you,
0: everyone. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the episode and found it useful, please share it with your organisation, colleagues, and communities. And until next time, thank you from all of us here at the CLE branch at Legal Aid New South Wales.